welcome. You're listening to the Watts Podcast, World of Athletic Therapy, Training, and Sports. I'm Luca, and I'm here along with Tyler and Joseph. What's up? Happy to be here. Let's make this thing happen. Joseph, do you want to explain how this whole thing happened, how we're sitting here with our special guest today? Of course. Uh, so, funny story. We were studying, like, of course, like hard students every day. Always, uh, always. Yeah. And uh, we were... Uh, Luca was just writing stuff on the board, just randomly, and then he he just blurted out, out like out of nowhere, asking us, "Yo, guys, we should do a podcast." And um, that's when we looked at him with blank stares, and we we're like, "Yeah, sure," but like as a joke. <laughs> but then the only uh, it was only not after like a month or two after where we took it, we started taking it seriously, because Luca knew this woman named Allison from CJLO. Uh, she yeah, she just provided us this space and that's when we started taking it seriously like oh, we see the potential for it and what it could do, what like how we could help others in this field. And- yeah, well, we kind of, you know, we uh well, we're students, we study together. Uh, we became good friends as well and so we're kind of between athletic therapy and strength and conditioning uh in the fields of what we're studying, we kind of figured, hey, we can make this podcast uh and uh I think we could really come up with a good topic uh, and things to share about uh, for our audience. We were trying to figure out uh, what we could do for our first podcast. We thought if we could combine this idea of athletic therapy and strength conditioning uh, into what we're studying, we thought that's what really interested us, and that's where we want to keep going with our questions and keep going with our thought processes, seeing what the possibilities are for that. Uh, one of our special guests that we have with us today, uh, he's actually an athletic therapist and a strength and conditioning coach as well. Uh, he is the uh, founder and owner of XFit in Saint Laurent, as well as a head, a head uh, strength coach for the Montreal Alouettes. He was also he's he's been very enthusiastic uh, and very helpful with the start of this podcast. Definitely. So much so that he even helped uh, come up with the name for this podcast for us. <laughs> so thank you very thank much. Thank you, Derek. Uh, so without further ado, uh, I'd like to introduce our guest, and this is Mr. Derek Delaroca. Hello, everyone in the room, and hello, hello everyone out there listening <laughs> welcome, to this welcome. first and inaugural <laughs> podcast uh, for for Watts. And it's a real pleasure to be here. It sounds like I've been I've been uh, working ever since I was I've been uh, graduated and certified. Uh, it looks seems like I've been working towards being the first guest of this podcast because because <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. I I would definitely uh, say that a way to describe the way I've been working for for these past years is in part. Uh, partly as an athletic therapist and partly as as a, as, a, as a strength coach or strength strength trainer, and uh, yeah, I live in those two live in those two worlds, and um, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I, owe, I owe a lot to Concordia. Uh, it's really cool to be so, here. Yeah, we're about to ask. How does it feel to be back? <laughs> yeah, well, it's really it's really cool to, cool to be back. I mean, I admit I come here pretty much every year for for different uh, events linked to exercise science okay. or athletic therapy uh, and so forth. You know, from a, the AT Day conference uh, or the uh, AGMs, or maybe doing a CPR research uh, or maybe a, a, another conference or lecture. Um, so yes, yeah, so I've been been here, been around, uh, but I haven't been in this uh, audio room here. So <laughs> it's really neat. There's nooks and crannies always to discover. <laughs> Uh, but it's great to be here on this on this first day and uh, this first go around for the for the podcast. Yeah, it's awesome and I'm glad to you. you know share share my story with you guys and my voyage so far. And uh, yeah, for sure. I think I think we can start with that. Is you know just take us take us back to to where uh, Mr. Uh, Derek De La Roca all uh, started. Started. Out. Yeah, how it know? all started. Wow. I mean, uh, yeah. Well, 
Actually, yeah. Before, sorry. Before you begin, we we kind of had to stalk you, stalk you on. Yeah. So we did. A, we did. We did a little bit of stalking <laughs> Stalk. on the internet. Oh yeah. Found okay. that uh, went to Pierrefonds Comprehensive High School. Oh, that's right. As that's well right. as John Abbott College. That's right. And so, uh, funny enough, is that uh, I've gone to those same two schools. So Seriously? I guess. Yeah. So I guess my question is for you now is that because you know I seem to be following the same path. I'm like, where am I supposed to go now? You know, is it, do I continue going? Uh, well, first thing the- might be to cut the hair. So <laughs> <laughs> Your hair length matches mine. No more bad fun. You, you, you got you got a, the beard going, like, kind of the thin. I got the thinnish style. You got maybe triple triple length. On, okay. On okay. So yeah, to, well. to, to, to be noted, to be noted. Uh, you can keep your hair however you want. <laughs> um, that's pretty cool, though. That's any coincidence right there, Tyler. Cool stuff. Yeah, so I was a Trojan uh, from PC, that's yeah. right, and an Islander at John Abbott, and uh, I was uh, athletic and sporty, uh, and um, I was also into sciences, and I guess when you mix those two, those two together, and I had heard about the, uh, I guess I could describe it as not too popular or not too well-known uh, major, uh, which was ex- exercise science, but when I did read about it, uh, I knew that it was for me. I played a, a rugby up until that point, and I even still play till, till now. Uh, that's my sporting passion. The barbs. And the barbs, that's right. Yeah, so prop, uh, prop to them. <laughs> um, and... As you can expect, and as all good AT students know, uh, rugby is a great sport to cover because you're going to see stuff. Guys oh, and girls, they, they get injured. Uh, and I was lucky to not get any major injuries, but I got an injury here and there. And there was uh, someone, one of the coaches, I think it was the coach's wife, she was a physiotherapist, and at one point I had a knee that was really humongously swollen, but it wasn't really painful. Uh, and uh, I was really... Uh, Uh, preoccupied and curious about well what's under there well what is swollen what is and she was trying to you know she answered well and I thought man that's amazing what's under the skin you know what's what makes it swell and how how is it going to get better and and, uh, what can I do to make it get better and so that that combined with science and sports uh, and this sort of uh, interest in the body and, and, and how it works and how to be able to help myself and then uh, seeing how you could be you can also take that knowledge and, and go and help others I just knew that exercise science would be a good match and and, uh, it, and and it was. It was a great experience being at Concordia. Uh, it was a fantastic uh, degree. Um, though the I probably had twice the amount of schooling hours as all my buddies who would be, you know, doing this fun thing or that fun thing. Or they would be done exams this early or, you know. Uh, and uh, like every, every student probably thereafter can share the exact same um, sort of uh, trials of being, you know, big time studying, big time in class, a lot of, exa- a lot of labs and so forth. Um, so how was the the program back then where they're like the internships like they do now or I think the internships now are like majorly majorly advanced way more developed um, I do remember uh, needing to um, uh, collect uh, I think it was about 25 hours on the first semester I think it was oh, uh, uh, yep. you know it was a small a small internship in the beginning I can remember uh, and there was also annual internships but uh, because I did play rugby for the Stingers it sort of precluded me to uh, or excluded me I guess you can say uh, or it was, it was just tough it was just tough for me to get internships uh by committing to to the team, even though I thought you know well well maybe I could do both and maybe I would you know like you know, skip one practice to be able to devote to this sport team or not or maybe, uh, but it it just became really tricky. Um, but uh, in my final year though, I did have uh, an internship and I did that at uh, the GDC Sports Medicine Center, which is uh, Point Claire's uh, out in Point Claire, and it's now known as uh, Concordia Sports Medicine. And I think it maybe uh, maybe even changed names way back then. But at that point, yeah. it was uh, not at its present location; it was it was somewhere else. So 
only some real uh, uh, people who have some real big knowledge in history will, will, will remember where that original Concordia <laughs> slash GDC clinic was first established. And Grant Reinben was my 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 internship supervisor for that kind of major final internship. So I got to give props to him and say big thanks. I uh, should also give a big thanks to my supervisor, athletic therapist, which is Renee Peltier, who, uh, as as per what I knew last, was working uh, also at a Concordia Sports Medicine Clinic on uh, on the South Shore in Brassard. So these were guys that did uh, play key roles in helping me out. Nice. And uh, yeah, so awesome, awesome. And so from so from that program, um, once you graduated, what what happened from there? Through school, I worked uh, at different uh, fitness clubs. And uh, so I would just, I guess, you know, work more at fitness clubs by that time as well, having done internships, having done lots of uh, hours at different uh, sites, uh, I would, um, uh, you know, pick up, uh, pick up small jobs or medium jobs. I remember, I remember being an athletic therapist, going regularly to uh, Collège Saint-Thérèse. Uh, Collège, Collège Lionel Gru, I think is what it was called, if I can remember correctly, and that was in Saint Thérèse, just a, a bit north of, of the city mm-hmm. and north of Laval, and going there for you know they didn't have any major sports uh, like football or or um, or uh, say hockey, uh, but I covered things like volleyball, basketball. There was badminton. There was some type of martial art. I forget if it was judo or taekwondo or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would I would go there and do do a lot do a lot of uh, that sort of uh, small uh, kind of à la carte. Uh, a la carte coverage. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. Coverage stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd work at the sport, uh, work at uh, different fitness clubs. Uh, there, I would have different types of clientele. Sometimes it would be for general fitness. Sometimes it would be athletic. Uh, sometimes it would be uh, injured uh, individuals. And so I would, was sort of gaining a, a reputation for uh, dealing with these types of people. And I enjoyed working with those types of people. Uh, and I, I guess, I, I guess I didn't really like sort of specialize and say, oh, I'm only going to do, you know, sports. I'm only going to do you know, uh, injuries or, or injured individuals. Um, and I guess I just developed that more and more, uh, uh, coming to different, uh, attending different conferences and workshops. Like I mentioned earlier, um, or, or was that on, on this, on camera, but we were talking about <laughs> that, that, that was even before we started. Yeah, taking, yeah, like, recording, so we were talking yeah. about doing conferences yeah. and seminars. And so, uh, you meet and you rub shoulders with different, uh, different individuals. And I can remember, uh, meet, meeting uh, Tina Tina Genakakis and she was uh, uh, part owner at uh, Kinetech Sports Physio in uh, in the Jai Park uh, tennis complex and uh, she said oh I think I, uh, I would like to invite you to come and uh, be an athletic therapist uh, on site uh, and uh, we she 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 knew or she appreciated um, my angle of sort of exercise approach. Uh, sure, I, I could I would be ready to do uh, table treatments, but yet most of my sort of athletic therapy interventions were mostly on like active rehab exercise rehab exercise style. Uh, and so the this, this work setup that we devised there at Kinetex was a type of uh, a, a second wave of. Uh, of help for patients. So I would go there a couple of times a week and see the patients that were seen by the uh, the full-time staff of the physios, the NAT that was there, osteos, and so forth. And they would say, oh, here's uh, here's Joe. Joe has this injury. This is his level. Uh, but he needs to do some some home stuff. I've given, given him a few basic moves, but now he's usually, he's used to being active, but he needs something mm-hmm. to link uh, him to, bef- link him to uh, get into the gym, but before going back to what he's already typically been doing in the gym setting. Right, right. And so uh, that was sort of a, I guess a bit of a niche kind of style was uh, on-site athletic therapist uh, helping out with uh, 
clients or, mem- or patients that were already seen, but I was really being specific to yeah. uh, in, in devising uh, uh, targeted uh, some targeted exercise uh, programs for them. The, that's what I was I was telling the guys when I first uh, well when we went into the the Alice internship and when we got to the training camp. That's when I really got to see you in um, I guess in practice with these these uh, injured players and. Uh, I really loved your approach because it's, I think in the U.S. they call this uh, performance therapist where instead of it being, you know, hands-on, um, hands-on rehab and, you know, like those kinds of, of exercises that ATs give, you were, you were kind of making your own, you know, your own exercises and targeting the injured uh, limb in your own way. And I, I thought that was genius. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say, um, like, when you, when, you mentioned, when you mentioned creating, it's, it's true. That's something that I really like to do. And I think a lot of athletic therapists and a lot of practitioners, uh, for sure, all have creativity. And they're applying their creativity. Either they're applying their creativity with a style of therapy or method of intervention, with a hands-on style. And they're kind of, you know getting creative that way uh for, I'll, I'll do that too sometimes uh, but i guess mostly because i'm mostly in the exercise uh, sort of world uh or on that side uh, i'll be creating exercises all the time and so sometimes if i'm with someone i might say look i just was thinking about you your injury and what we need what what equipment you know you have at your hand at, at your disposal and i say this might you may you may possibly be the first person in the entire world that's ever done this exercise, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't. I don't research, and maybe you know, maybe it's been maybe it's being done all over Austria, and I don't know. You know, um, but yeah, I definitely do. Uh, I definitely use my creativity and design and create uh, exercises. Uh, you know, as per the need, as per the level, uh, and as per how, you know whoever is uh, like whoever, whoever it is, however they're presenting. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're talking about like career path. And, yep. Uh, it's it's what I call my nomad phase. It's where I would be working like a nomad. I would work a few hours at one site. Let's say uh, Monster Gym in the West Island was a spot where eventually, well, I worked there for many, many years. And after a few years of, of seeing people uh, strictly on the gym floor, uh, I, I did uh, end up uh, renting an office space uh, in that in that premises. And so I would have a table there and a desk. And so I could consult people, do therapy evaluations and do some AT treatments uh, and, uh, and or bring them to the floor, uh, the gym floor. Floor. And so that was, uh, I did that for probably t- 10 years. Uh, but let's say a typical day or, or going to, revisiting my path, um, I would be at Monster Gym for a bunch of hours a day. Then I may go to Kinetex for the rest of the day. Then the next day would be uh, perhaps vi- you know visiting someone at their condo and doing a home session, visiting someone at their house, doing a home session, maybe doing another home, and then going back to Monster Gym and then finishing the day over there. So so I got I became very um, uh, agile in terms of uh, schedule and uh, sort of being able to be an early bird w- when needed, being a late owl when needed, and uh, also being very adept at driving around the city uh you know if if it's like i watch the show amazing race and i see them zip, <laughs> zipping around and i'm like man I, i'd be i'd be the i'd be able to dr- do that driving you know the, to be the driving that's done in that show i'd be able to do it um and uh, yeah I, I mean i also i could be like a good like i always said i'd be a good real estate agent you know, i see a nice condo here and a nice home over there i could you know match people up and they could sell places uh, uh so yeah so I, it was just my nomad face it's where i would go to a lot of different sites and doing a lot of different things. I'd one hat, like I said, would be the 
the you know the the uh, the, the field at up at the up at the college covering a you know basketball game. Then it would be uh, next day would be you know at someone's home uh, maybe a beginner uh, person uh, showing them some uh, I guess you can say showing them or keeping them on track for some good healthy fitness habits. And then um, so yeah so I, I I kept into that mode for quite a while. Um, then I I did have an opportunity to work uh, with. Uh, well, actually, through through Kinetex, Kinetex was the provider of athletic therapy services for the Montreal Impact uh, years years ago. Before they were in in the MLS, I forget what that that uh, previous league was called. Uh, and so uh, I would see regularly uh, as they uh, as they would be uh, injured players from the Impact come to the Kinetex clinic clinic to be treated by Tina and the, and the, some of the other staff. And as such, when it was time for them to get exercise rehab, well, I, I would work with them. And uh, so this is probably where I got my first some of my first touches in in professional athletes um, another angle was working uh, another angle of working with professional athletes was uh, through uh, Dave Arsenault who was an ex- exercise science major grad and he had his own studio on the West Island where he was uh, he, he, he was training a lot of uh, high-level hockey players some pro some semi-pro so I'll be working with hockey players there through the summertime and uh, had great experience. Uh, things that I that I that I absorbed and that I learned uh, as well. Uh, that I would have you know given back to the program and help sort of like you know s- set up some uh, some 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 methods or styles or ways to to train these athletes and. So and so, where was your kind of where was your mindset kind of at this stage? Was it kind of you wanted to see yourself with a professional sports team? Did you see yourself more uh, clinical based, uh, dealing with athletes? Like, kind yeah, of, was that the goal at, from the uh, beginning? Like, the, yeah, yeah. I I think I think that's a, probably a good way to explain it. I think there's sort of a point where um, you, you're sort of uh, in like in, like I, I was I was fairly. Um, uh, fairly content with that nomad phase. I wasn't saying, "Oh boy, I don't like this. I don't like this uh, thing of driving around. I wish I didn't have to." I, 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 I was, was, I was, I was fine lifestyle. to accept it. Yeah, was, yeah, I mean, yeah. someone might say, "Well, what do you mean you're happy to drive around?" I can't say I was hap- necessarily happy to be driving, but it wasn't <laughs> yeah. like a grind. <laughs> no, and, and I'm saying, "Oh, what is this?" <laughs> like it, it was just. I, I guess I was able to. Um, you know, kind of survive it, overcome it. I mean, I, I, but I wouldn't even describe it as that. It was just, yeah, it was just you got you got lost in the mind. Yeah, you're busy. It keeps going. Yeah, I mean, some, someone goes to the office nine to five, and then they and that's how how their how their work life is, and that's what they expect and think. Yeah. And and for me, I knew I was sort of um, creating my own path. I was sort of uh, wor- working. I mean, I had the fortune of all throughout all my career, I can't think of uh, maybe on one hand uh, people that were you know. Not, partic- not particularly uh, fun to work with or nice to work with. I've been really blessed to be uh, with with great, uh, um, uh, I to call them, they're not always members, but just clients, people people that I would that I would work with. Um, so, but in terms of mindset, I mean, uh, I guess, um, I guess, I, I guess the best way to say it was just as as as, as Joseph said, it was just sort of like just keeping on that track and just seeing you know is there another cool opportunity or another good opportunity that would come along um and uh, and then yeah so then i so just to maybe to kind of get back i've been on yeah, on the yeah, storyline no, of course yeah. so so <laughs> yeah. so then it was uh, getting uh, an opportunity to work with the impact uh, soccer team for one season uh where they wanted someone to come in uh during practices to provide um like specialty, uh, specialty programming for uh, to address core, hip, uh, core and hip 
kind of stuff. So, so I, I would put together a small kind of compact uh, post-practice routines that, to deliver to the guys. On you the know. field? Uh, yeah, on the field. That's okay. right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was, it was a real small um, so sort no, of no strength. Co- yeah, no, I think I would have my, my kit bag. As a good AT, we always right. have, our, <laughs> have our fanny pack and we have our, our uh, exercise gear bag. So I, I always have a good exercise gear bag handy. So, uh, so it would be things like, you know, like mostly we would be bands of different sorts, um, bands, maybe straps. A lot, lot of body, body weight type stuff. Uh, so that lasted for one season, and then after that, then I, it may have been then when the coaching changed and the league changed. I, I can't remember the uh, the timing of it all, but it, it only lasted one year, and they changed their format after that. Um, but um, I was starting to get into a, a mind frame. Uh, going back to that uh, aspect, starting to get into a mind frame about how it would be cool. Uh, and great and wonderful to have a, a one site, uh, a studio where uh, where from it you could uh, set up uh, set up a, an amazing environment for providing uh, training, uh, workouts, exercise, but also be able to offer in one or two office spaces uh, therapy services. And so that was something that was starting to percolate in the back of my head. And I guess I could say that during that nomad phase in the back of my head, I thought, oh boy, this is something that would be really cool and really great and sort of be able to, d- to develop uh, that kind of a that kind of a site um, sounds sounds familiar. We, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I guess yeah. It's it's like a, a lot of people have that entrepreneurial nature, entrepreneurial vibe. You know, uh, like during my nomad phase, I never, I didn't really say to myself, oh, shouldn't I or why don't I? You know pick one spot and just stay there for my, my 30 or 40 or 50 hours a week. Shouldn't I do that? Or why don't I do that? Or am I supposed to do that? I, I never did. Uh, it, it was most, I guess, having that sort of independent entrepreneurial um, sort of sort of style. Uh, and um, so then sort of happening close together was opportunity to um, be, get an interview f- to be the, the first ever uh, strength coach with the Alouettes. Um, and uh, I had done previously uh, some uh, help uh, as an intern with them uh, during their training camps. And uh, was that more uh, as a, as kind of as a helping with the strength coach exercises? Or, no, well, no, right, because you said there was no strength coach before. That's right. Yeah, it, w- it would have been years earlier, yeah. and it was uh, as an AT. And okay, I think it was maybe my first year uh, after graduating, and I did uh, just a handful of days uh, when they were in, in the. Um, RMC, uh, the Royal Military College in Saint Jean, right. and you know you just spend you, you spend the day there. You you, you do a bit of tape tape jobs in the prior prior to practice. You you you're uh, you're on AT duty uh, during practice and then post practice you you do whatever uh, may, so, may be required for a bit of hands on treatments of players. Okay, you were you were allowed back then to uh, to intervene on on the field. Uh, during practice or not? Because today I know that's not the case. Right? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't have any recall of intervening. No, so okay. I, I may have just been sort of on, you know, on duty. Okay. You know, uh, you know, I think if 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 someone looked like they had some type of an injury, I mean, I would would have addressed it. I mean, to me, it was so long, I I can't remember. Okay. Uh, but yeah, no, I wasn't uh, there for the initial. Uh, and as it is now, the protocol is that you just sort of identify, you know, yep. that there's something going on. You 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 make a quick. Uh, Quick, assess, uh, quick take on the severity of what it is, and you would, you know, kind of call over one of the main therapists with yep. the team. Um, but uh, so I did have that that moment where I was uh, for just a few days uh, on site as a as a sort of a intern intern therapist. Uh, a few years later, there was a, a, a job opening to be an assistant athletic therapist for the Alouettes uh, that I applied to, but uh, didn't get that. Uh, then a few years later, uh, then I, I I learned of this um, posting. 
uh, or their, their, their desire to hire and create the post of a strength coach. And so I, that I applied for, interviewed for, and that I got thankfully and wonderfully. And that was back probably in 2006 with my first season being 2007. And now so we're 2017, so it's like 10 years. It's been yeah. 10 years, yeah, exactly. Nice. Yeah. And, um, and re really similar to that timing was also um, me uh, making inroads into uh, my XFIT Saint Laurent training studio and uh, finding, finding a location um, which was uh, in part or in big part uh, thanks to one of the individuals that I was doing home training for. Uh, this fellow had connections and links to, uh, to the building where I'm, at, where I'm at now. So he sort of, you know, made the connection and said, would you come check out this space? Uh, and uh, so I'm certainly very thankful for him. And it's a wonderful spot and it's a great studio that I mean, I mean, it's, it's, there's windows all over the place. I got my turf in the middle. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not a it's not a large spot by any means, but but I like to define it as like a high high caliber uh, training environment, and uh, so I'm really blessed to have uh, that place st still in existence. And th it's nine years old. J July um, in the beginning of July was the birthday of the studio, and it's nine years old. And uh, Alouettes, I've been with them now for ten years. Uh, and that probably started in, let's say, June. Uh, oh, no, actually would have started in in, uh, in January of, of that year. So I've been with the Alouettes for longer <laughs> than I've been <laughs> with my studio. But. Okay. What Where's about for the... Sorry, go, go ahead, Joseph. Where's your studio looking look at? It's on Boulevard Saint Laurent. It's in the Plateau. It's... I guess near uh, near Schwartz Smoke Meat. It's a bit of a weird landmark to use for a training <laughs> studio, <laughs> but but it is uh, really close to there. Uh, Depain, uh, Depain and Saint Laurent. Okay. So for for anyone listening, if you want to go check out the studio, I'm sure Derek will be more than more than a pleasure to welcome you there. It's yeah. a, it's a really nice uh, training space, although not not as big as Monster Gym and and Pro, and pro Gym. <laughs> he has a job done. By the way, by the way, Monster Gym. If uh, you can pay us, I, I guess five dollars <laughs> for mentioning you five times, that would be that would be nice. <laughs> What's your studio in uh, Saint Laurent? Uh, at uh, Saint Laurent, your uh, what's the variety of your kind of your clientele that you often get there? Is there, is it more individual training? Is there sometimes maybe a city team or something, a group uh, training session? Uh, well, we the main thing we offer is, is personal training. Uh, so uh, personal training is uh, mostly individual based, uh, and it's it's a wide range. Uh, so. Uh, you know, from man, woman, young, old, uh, fit, not as fit, a beginner, a veteran, uh, it, it, in, injured. Sometimes people are coming coming there because uh, they have an injury. Uh, can so you sorry? Can you perform? Can you do? Do you ever do treatments there as well? Is yes. there a, like somewhere in the back uh, yes, room? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I, I wouldn't have created a space. There's no way I would have created a space and not have a place in the space to be able to do some treatment treatment work. So yeah, I do have okay. a therapy table set up. I have a, I have a closed door office where I'll see, uh, see patients. Uh, uh, sometimes if needed, I'll be with them in there for the full hour. Um, be it for, if it's the first time, of course, there's going to be full, full eval and, and whatever, whatever hands-on is needed. If it's, if it's a pure treatment session, depending on their state uh, and stage, it may be all, all on table type stuff. Uh, but uh, a lot of my sessions will be will start off on table, bring them out into the to the gym the gym area, uh, bring them back into the table. Sometimes back back and forth like that. So it really gives them a chance to really go over the exercises with you, know how to do it. That's awesome. Yeah, cool. exactly. Yeah, it's 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 the style that I that I really really like to use is um, for being able to show and share. 
you know, helpful exercises. And sometimes it may just be something as simple as just sitting on a chair and standing for, you know, 20 times, uh, for 20 reps, right, right. you know, four times a day, yeah. uh, depending on the stage and, and, and the situation. Um, but that's, but it may just be something as simple as that. I definitely want to uh, give them some, uh, some, some quote unquote homework to do uh, and help them. So from from retracing this whole this whole career path, uh, very impressive, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We uh, from yeah. from here, you uh, what we know now is that you manage both XFit and being a strength coach, strength and conditioning coach for the Montreal Alouettes at the same time. So schedule wise, how does how does this work? Where yeah. are you during the day? Well, yeah, I mean, days can can be pretty pretty big for sure, pretty juicy. I mean, uh, one of my training contracts is to work with some exec- executives at their uh, private uh, private gym in their office tower downtown. So that that usually takes takes up my early early mornings. Okay. Then it could be uh, off to an Alouette's uh, practice session. Uh, then it would be over to the Saint Laurent studio and finish there at you know nine 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 or ten. So so I could have my first session be at six thirty and be closing the door at the studio at ten o'clock. Uh, and so that's that, that can that makes for a pretty pretty full day and and I, I can thank my nomad phase of my career <laughs> training uh, or to have trained me for that uh, as I said I was I, f- I feel I could describe myself as agile adaptable uh, and um, I th- I would also say to be able to have sort of the energy and the capacity uh, to do that uh, that could be tough uh, for for some for sure mm-hmm. um, but I guess being in this milieu and having uh, sort of that that style uh, that athletic style or athletic background um you know i maintain uh, maintain training I, I try to you know train quite regularly and uh, or do the sports uh depending on the time of the year so i guess I, I would certainly say that that keeps me uh you know keeps my energy levels high and keeps my 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 stamina high so that i can mm-hmm. do, do this type of stuff you know like uh, I would like to think that the session that I'm doing at the end of the day is pretty much the same in terms of you know what you're getting in terms of my uh, my energy, my my, my that, enthusiasm, yeah. my you know. That's that's very hard to do as well because you get you just get drained during the day and it's it's hard to maintain that. Yeah, yeah but I mean levels high up. Yeah, it, it's you know either I have something some genetic something inside I don't know or it's just <laughs> part of my personality or it's or it's in part due to you know tra- training regularly and eating well. And I mean, I I think that that's probably mostly it, but not every day is like that. I mean, so, so, <laughs> so, some days there's no alouette, some days there's there's no early bird executives, and it may just be you know maybe a, a, like a nine to five, a quote unquote nine to five uh, day at the at, at the Xfit Studio. X-Fit. So so that's okay. definitely uh, something as well that uh, that I can sort of explain or or, or express that not every day is the same. Uh, so it's not always Monday. I mean, you know, it's not always Monday it looks like this, not always Tuesday it looks like this. Uh, it's it's it, it, var- it varies quite a lot uh, I get from from uh, from day to day I think that's what's good about this profession is that each day is different so you're not getting bored with uh, what you're doing and you're expecting something new every day and you kind of learn every day I think that's awesome yeah learning every day is something that that I that I believe in I mean you know I, I, I like getting uh, getting onto websites and reading articles I like uh, you know getting the NSCA journals and keep, keeping that yeah. at a convenient place uh, you know to read and to look at uh, <laughs> all the all the conferences we were mentioning before again that we were attend yeah yeah, yeah I mean you know I, I definitely promote to to any age therapist or, or trainer out there uh, to to attend conferences to you know like 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 when it's Christmas I'll go to Amazon and I'll I'll look up 
uh, and look for different, different, interesting, uh, uh, thought-provoking, uh, current uh, texts on mm-hmm. be it on therapy, be it on ma- ma- manual treatment work, be it on uh, strength training, be it on uh, athletic conditioning. And I'll buy like buy you know as a kind of a gift to self, uh, <laughs> you know, a, a handful of Amazon books, you know, like. So I, I kind of cut you short Laya, just uh, earlier when you were talking about the implementing the conjugate method with uh, your professional athletes at the, at the Alouettes. Uh, do you want to touch base on that? Yeah, yeah, I, I do. I do like uh, using that method. Uh, I, I came across that when reading up on and, and seeing articles from uh, Westside and from Joe DeFranco. Uh, Westside uses it uh, for pretty much strictly powerlifting and and uh, for powerlifters. Uh, Jordan Franco seemed to was has been able to take that method and sort of turn it into uh, football uh, and use it as an approach to training football. And uh, pretty much the conjugate method is a style where concurrently in a week uh, you'll have uh, some days where the focus is on strength. And then some days where the focus is going to be on, uh, say, speed, and so uh, so I, I did relate to that, uh, and so that's how that's how I'll arrange quite pretty much in the last nine weeks uh, of the training training program leading in, into camp for that for the Alouettes. I'll I'll break it into three weeks, three times three weeks, and uh, the first days in the week is uh, set up for emphasizing upper uh, upper body. I should say the, the Monday's upper body. Uh, Monday's lower body strength emphasis, mm-hmm. uh, and the Tuesday is the upper body strength emphasis. Okay. Uh, Wednesday's usually an off day of the gym, uh, off day from lifting, and then on uh, Thursday uh, and Friday, that's where we'll, I'll put in some uh, explosive uh, targeted exercises for upper, for lower. Okay, so like, how do you how do you organize? Because um, from from uh, from interning with you, what I noticed is um, during the season. Um, you do put up workouts for the guys, but it's more of an uh, to to give out ideas to them, and um, so you you mostly work with them during the off season. That's when you, what some of the players that are based in Montreal come up to you and work with you, um, I guess intensely, and that's when they follow your programs. Um, so how how do you organize this whole uh, you know your your macro cycles and yeah um within the year yeah Can you give us a picture of- sure thing yeah yeah um the season will usually end middle november early middle late november depending on the playoff uh, run um uh, once the season is over um the players uh, as per uh, the the players players association um uh, let's say or like union rules they, they, there's no more connection or interaction with the team until the first day of training camp which is usually the first sunday of june uh, but what uh, the team does uh, is uh, utilize myself and my, my partner, uh, strength coach, Andrew, mm-hmm. to create, design, write uh, training programs that we hand out to the players. Um, our routines typically will, typically will start either the last Monday of January or the first Monday of February. And that leaves us pretty much 17 weeks until the start of training camp. And that 17 weeks, we uh, arrange 16 weeks of programming with a one-week off week somewhere in okay. the middle. Yep. Uh, 
Andrew takes uh, care of uh, on-field type work, uh, so he'll he'll his section is called the running section, but it really mm-hmm. it's probably like could be more dis- described as SAQ, speed, yeah, agility, speed, yeah. agility, quickness, you know, uh, this this type of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and um, so we each design our our routines and our manuals. And in the month of January, we send it out to all the players that are on contract with the team. Uh, and that's sent out by email. Uh, there's a handful of players that are local players, guys that live in Montreal. So those guys get a special uh, email invitation to attend su- sessions supervised by myself and Andrew um, throughout the months of February, March, April, and May. Uh, it is optional. There, there's no mandate. The, the, the team cannot uh, sort of enforce or require any player to come uh, and attend it's it's just not uh, it's just not it's not permitted uh, but it's offered and uh, some of the players do do come on out and and so we're, uh, we're 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 always looking for all of the players that are in town it might be 10 12 maybe 15 guys that are in town and we'd love to see all of them come on out yeah. uh, but it's 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 never all of them it's just, it's a fraction it's a portion but, so but those that come are some of the the bigger names too yeah i guess we do get a pretty good cross section uh in there and uh it's guys who uh i mean some of them uh will be guys that have that are quote unquote trying it out for the first year uh, mm-hmm. uh maybe they're new on the team uh sometimes a new player uh, may want to show good face and show good team, uh, you know, team behavior, and want to follow whatever is being suggested to them. Yeah. Um, other players uh, may be also maybe first year or maybe they're a few years in. Uh, they may wish to or prefer to train uh, maybe at a location that's close to them. It may may have to do with family uh, issues. Maybe they've got children that they want to stay close to that they don't see maybe as much during the season. Uh, it may have to do with the previous strength coach that they've used. We've seen some some players that are Montreal-based players, uh, and uh, they have been with uh, other Montreal-based trainers, independent trainers, uh, over years and years, and they wish to remain loyal to that trainer. And so they're they're certainly permitted to. Like I said, there's no, we can't uh, enforce. Can't enforce. Yeah, exactly. Um so yeah, so yeah, so we'll start uh, early Feb, uh, and we'll we'll have them for 17 weeks and lead them into the into the training camp. Um, I make a different manual for pretty much each of the position types. Mm-hmm. So I've got a, a big manual, uh, so that's O line D line. Then I've got a, a big skill manual, which is the running backs and the linebackers, and then a skill. Uh, manual, which is uh, receivers uh, and DBs. Uh, I also have a, I have a manual for QBs, and I've also got a manual for the the kickers. Um, but the, I admit the kickers manual is pretty close to uh, pretty close to the uh, running back linebackers in terms of the uh, exercise, exercise selection. Um, um, in terms of, of organizing those uh, those seventeen weeks uh, with the the conjugate method, how do you how do you periodize this whole? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, the conjugate uh, method. I I I reserve or I I, I plug that into the last Towards nine the weeks. End. Okay. Yeah. So the last nine weeks, I'll have that uh, the format as I mentioned a bit earlier with strength upper strength lower strength upper uh, Monday Tuesday and then uh, explosive upper explosive uh, lower upper on mm-hmm. Thursday Friday, and uh, I'll have the same uh, program. Uh, let's say the same exercise selections uh, for three weeks, but I'll I'll periodize the reps and sets. Um, within the three weeks, uh, you, as, as to be expected, it's uh, uh, high, higher load, lower reps, uh, and uh, adding in some cases adding extra sets. Um, 
and then once three the first three week phase is done, then I'll pick another three. Uh, sorry, I'll pick another for another three weeks. Mm-hmm. I'll have new exercises that still fit the same categories of upper uh, lower upper strength and lower upper explosive, uh, and again start. Uh, somewhere, let's say, like for example, it was three times fifteen for the first week of the first f- uh, phase yep. of the conjugate. Let's just say it was three fifteen, and then it was four ten, and then it would be uh, five times six. Let's just say mm-hmm. for week one, week two, week three. Yep. Well, then I'll go back now, let's say to maybe three twelve instead of three fifteen. Okay, so slowly on on that down. first week of the second phase yep. of three weeks, uh, and then periodize down for the next three weeks, and then. Uh, on my last uh, three-week cycle, I'll pick a new selection of exercises, uh, and so it's sort of staggered in that way with new exercises as well being the stimulation. Okay. Uh, for for I find for high-level high-level uh, athletes, I think it can apply to pretty much most sports. But for high-level athletes, uh, athletes who've been in the gym a lot, uh, I, I really like to change change the exercise or, or some element of the exercise. It may still be a squat or it may still be a certain uh, let's say typical or more more standard let's say exercise, but just tweaking something with uh, perhaps with the with the, the reps um uh, maybe a, like a, wa- a wave load or or a few reps and then and then a bit of break and then reps and then breaks so it's like a, a, a timed um a fixed break drop set <laughs> I think we could we could definitely be going on for for hours and hours, um, but it is it is getting a bit dark out there, and um, and so I think we're we're gonna have to wrap it up. Uh, so Derek, do you wanna do you wanna plug anything in? Uh, any websites? Uh, it's for XFit for yourself. Wow, I mean, I don't. I mean, the XFit's website is uh, x-fit.ca. If anyone wants to go check out the website, it's actually, it's actually new. It's uh, I guess I could make a little plug there. It's <laughs> it's a website that's been up maybe just a month now. Uh, one one of my members is a real great web designer, so I can plug Jeff uh, for all, all his work uh, over, over the previous <laughs> Thank months. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, thanks. And uh, you can check it out, and we're on Facebook too, so you can check out uh, check out posts there. I mean, I'm I'm I, I admit I don't uh, get too much. Uh, posting uh, done on Facebook, um, but uh, but I do try to maintain uh, some modest pre- presence on there. Uh, I definitely invite anyone, any AT, anyone in, interested in in strength training, uh, to come visit my place. Uh, just sh- shoot shoot me an email, uh, info at x dash fit ca, and uh, just say hey. Uh, you know, I heard about you through the grapevine, or I'm an AT brother or sister, and uh, <laughs> hey, I can can I come over and visit your visit your place? And I'll often uh, attach the invitation to uh, to a uh, I'll say I'll say I often attach the meeting with an invitation to come and do one of my group training classes. There are group training classes that happen throughout uh, throughout the week, so I'll often say you know come for you know we'll meet for let's say. For, uh, 30, 40 minutes or an hour, and then well, then you got a class to do. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm obviously a big big believer in exercise and sports, and I think that all of us should definitely be involved in some sport, sure. some activity, For some sure. some healthy endeavor. I mean, I think that's part of our DNA, and I think that's sort of a big, uh, um, you know, something that that should, that should be playing a role in our own lives specifically. Yeah, and before before I forget, up uh, guys, make sure you you go uh, go and um, check out the internship that's offered by. Uh, by the outlets and by Derek and, and Andrew Lisad. It's uh, it was a great experience for me, um, especially at the training camp. That's uh, that's an awesome um, experience to be part of. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good plug to make too. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
when the season ends, uh, it's like I said, maybe like middle November, I'll, I'll wait a couple of weeks and then shoot out an email to the intern coordinator at Concordia. And uh, I, I, thank, I thank that person very much. And then uh, she sends it out to, uh, to all, all the students. Uh, at least yep. I, I think it's all the students or she may know, uh, maybe yeah. it's mostly yep. just the ex, uh, ex, AT majors, I guess, uh, AT specialists uh, that, would, that would get it. But it is an internship that invites uh, anyone that's, uh, that's, a, that's an AT. Well, there's, there's AT people, there's kin people uh, <laughs> that, that, that uh, apply for the internship. And it's four months uh, helping out during the off season, um, February, March, April and May. Uh, and uh, also uh, spending a period of uh, one week or more with us at the Bishop's University during the Alouettes training camp, and uh, both both environments provide re- really great uh, experience, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a wrap. Um, guys, make sure you check us out on Instagram. The handle is the Watts Podcast. So all small case letters. Uh, Watts is with a double T. And check us out on Facebook, same thing, The Watts Podcast. Um, So, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you plug back in for the next episode. Until then, stay beautiful. Guys, you're beautiful. We love you. (laughs) 